to the left. Inside handoff. Elliott plowing. Goal line. Touchdown. It's now time for the Red and Green Zone Report. The guys look back on the good and the not-so-good from the NFL weekend. Flacco takes the shotgun snap and drops. Looks up to see. Fires. Caught. Touchdown. Garrett Wilson scores. To a shotgun. Back to throw. Looking, looking, looking. Steps up. Fires. Touchdown. It's Waddle. Touchdown. Oh my gosh, Tua looked around, he came back to Waddle, what a throw and catch! With 14 seconds left! Oh, his sixth touchdown pass of the day! Carr waiting for the shotgun snap, he's got the ball, quick throw left side, Renfro with a catch, and he breaks one tackle, then the ball comes out, it's loose, and it's picked up by the Cardinals in midfield, it's picked up by Byron Murphy, at the 40, at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, full game! Byron Murphy picks up the ball at midfield, returns it for a touchdown, and the Cardinals win, no flags, what an unbelievable finish here in Vegas! I mean, you got Javante Williams, who's running for 6.7 yards per carry, and you hand it off to a guy for just the second time in his career, and now he's going to attempt a field goal with McManus, and the play clock is winding down quickly because there was some indecision again. Play clock at one. A whistle. And what happened first? Delay a game or time? Delay of game. Wow. Offense. That's brutal. Second and seven. Rush. Play fake. Bootleg to the right. Looking to throw it in the end zone. Leaping catch. That is Noah Brown with his first ever NFL touchdown. Smack on the 40 yard line is where Anger will put it down. Maher from 50 for the win. With three seconds showing, snap, hold, kick, from 50, Maher! Cowboys win! Brett Maher walk-off! Some of the sounds of week two of the NFL, so as we do our red and green, red is bad, green is good. So starting with the red, I'm going Jim Ursay, the owner of the Indianapolis Colts. The theme this week is if you're going to speak up, you got to back it up. So Jim Ursay, <laughs> the owner of the Colts, week 18 last year, the Jaguars beat the Colts 26-11. to All Indy has to do is win this game against the lowly Jaguars, and they're in the playoffs. It was a humiliating loss. So last week, leading up to the game, what does Jim Ursay do? He doubles down. On the poor Jaguars, quote, No disrespect to Jacksonville, but they're the worst team in the league. You play well and hard for the first quarter or so. They're looking to go to their locker room and clean it up. Clean it out. End quote. Jaguars won 24 to nothing. Right. Did Ursay forget that just the first week of the season uh, that the, the Colts didn't play all that well uh, in that game either? Uh, a, a 2020 tie to what many people think is the worst team in the NFL, the Texans. So why would you spout off like that when you even haven't you weren't able to even beat the Texans? Uh, Sam, what's up with that? Yeah, the Colts are making me look bad. Like I want to just put them in there as a whole because the Colts were, were my AFC sleeper. For the okay. year, and it's there's it's it's, like it's too, two weeks actually. in, but yeah, they tied with the Texans and lose. I mean, you, you you couldn't ask for a more favorable start to the year if you're trying to give yourself an early advantage in the AFC. Two divisional and, and games. They got, 
Yeah, and they, they got Matt Ryan in there. And, yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I think that they could expect more out of Matt Ryan than they had the previous couple of years, even with Phillip Rivers. Um, and then last year was, uh, who, who was last year again? It was Carson Wentz. Well, Carson Wentz was with Washington. Uh, so anyway, I, I actually thought, man, you know, uh, everybody's kind of back. So I'm with you on that. All right, I interrupted. That's your red, understandably so. Uh, Ursay, uh, yeah, spouting off, and then his team lays an egg. What's your green zone, uh, Sam? Well, it's the opposite direction of if you're going to talk, if you're going to uh, spit it out, you got to back it up come Sunday. So we talked about this on Friday with ESPN Bengals reporter Ben Baby, where DeMar Chase, the second-year receiver for the Bengals, on going up against uh, Trevon Diggs, they played against each other in college, and DeMar Chase says of Trevon Diggs, he's an athlete, but he's not technically sound. You know, uh, you know, trying to get himself going for this game. Well, DeMar Chase in coverage with Trevon Diggs yesterday, two catches for 14 yards. So Trevon Diggs wins that battle after his counterpart was spouting off last week. Javon Diggs shutting it down. I mean, look, he is... Javon Diggs gets a lot of... For a guy who intercepts the ball the way that he does, yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe sometimes guys get past him, but... It it always surprised. I just find it funny how much people dunk on Trevon Diggs, and it was his time to show up against Jamar Chase, and he did it yesterday. Right, and Chase uh, for the game only five catches, fifty four yards. You take that any time uh, if you're a Cowboy fan. All right, uh, Scott Galetti, want to get your red and green zone choices? What's your red? The red for me is easy. Fourteen points in the final one twenty two. One minute of real time. The Browns giving up 14 points to lose 31-30 to the J-E-T-S Jets. Okay. Not a good finish. No, you just wanted to do the Jets. I wanted to do the J-E-T-S Jets. But, uh, Sounded good. But, I like but, chicken. But the, but the green has to be Tua in what he did. Oh. I mean, six touchdowns, 463 yards. And, oh, by the way, that's only four yards off of what – the team he beat had as a team. So, I mean, Tua was, was just, he was off the charts. So, yeah. him and the comeback win, 42-38, on the road in Baltimore, that was amazing. Can't argue with either of those, Scott. Okay, my red zone would be the Saints. Um, you got Tampa coming to town, uh, no Julio Jones, uh, no Mike Evans. You're at home, have a huge home field advantage, and uh, aren't able to get it done. You got distractions and fist fights, all this other stuff. It was it was garbage. Uh, I thought, you know, the same. Man, it, it just continues to leave a question mark surrounding Jameis Winston. I mean, is because uh, he's been handed a really good opportunity. It's only a couple games in. We'll see how he manages it. Okay, my green. I'm going to go back to what I talked about earlier. Uh, Kyler Murray. It's good for the NFL when Kyler Murray is doing his thing. We saw him do it uh, throughout his career. Let's face it. We saw him do it against the Cowboys. I was fascinated by the way he beat the Cowboys almost single-handedly last year. Uh, And um, the way he played in the first game, he seemed very confused. Well, he goes on the road in uh, in Las Vegas and and really, uh, you know, engineers that huge comeback and and really seemed like the leader that uh, Cliff Kingsbury is is hoping uh, that he is. And, uh, you know, he he did it for sure yesterday. All right. uh, That is uh, the Red and Green Report. Thank you so much, uh, Sam, for putting that together. Well, your Saints uh, pick is a your, your Saints pick is a great call because Nathaniel Hackett uh, 
his new pe- or uh, Dennis Allen, the coach of the Saints, his new best friend is Nathaniel Hackett because the only person that worked that looked worse yesterday than Dennis <laughs> Allen is Nathaniel Hackett. Jameis Winston's playing with bum ribs, and you give him no help whatsoever. Like the separation with the rookie head coaches between the ones that have been really good and the ones that have been really bad, the gulf is a mile long. Well, uh, part of that uh, audio you played was obviously the Denver broadcast, so why don't you explain that whole thing? And It, it turned out okay, Denver won. I mean, it's just like uh, the, it had New Orleans somehow been able to get a W like they did the first week of the season in Atlanta, uh, then there wouldn't be that much of a microscope on him. But uh, explain, you know, the people talking about uh, Nathaniel Hackett up in Denver, Sam. Yeah, so... You want to maybe have a nice little bounce back after the first week. A lot went a lot went wrong. It's your first game as a head coach. A lot goes under the microscope. And the whole clock management situation, all the little intricacies of being a head coach. I mean, look, if this does not get better, significantly better really fast, there's no way that, that Nathaniel Hackett's calling the offense by the end of the season. This has to be a big turnaround. So th- this was, uh, yeah, this was the, the setup of another situation of should we kick a field goal or should we go for it? And the answer ended up being neither. And you got Javante Williams, who's running for 6.7 yards per carry. And you hand it off to a guy for just the second time in his career. And now he's going to attempt a field goal with McManus. And the play clock is winding down quickly because there was some indecision again. And then they end up with a delay game and are forced to punt the ball at that point. And there was some booing in Denver. This was uh, Nathaniel Hackett afterwards. I was booing myself. I mean, I was getting very frustrated. I mean, get down to the red zone two times. Uh, don't get another touchdown, which is unbelievably frustrating. I don't think we've scored in there yet. And uh, that's something that all of our guys got to step it up, whether we run the ball more, whether whatever we're doing, we just got to execute at a higher level. Yeah, the execution's the problem. Hey, I'm wow. telling you, you know, you, you saw the way the players reacted, though, in the locker room when Russell Wilson uh, gave um, him the, the game ball. Uh, you know, it, it, let's again, let's let things play out a little bit before we start, like, making too many conclusions. I mean, uh, sometimes, you know, <laughs> these things take a while for a new coach, and sometimes it doesn't. But uh, anyway, you cut it, the the. The Broncos got the W. The Saints did not. All right, another team that did not get a W were the Steelers. They lost at home to New England, 17-14. to And when we come back, uh, we'll have our weekly conversation with the tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Zach Gentry, Eldorado High, University of Michigan, now with the Steelers. And he joins us every week here on behalf of the Sandia Sports Bar at Sandia Resort and Casino. When we come back, Zach Gentry of the Steelers. We'll talk about that game and a bunch of other stuff. ESPN Radio 1017, the team.